In Romans chapter 16, uh, verse number 3, I want to speak on this. Just, I, mean, I, I, I don't know about you. Have y'all, have y'all read chapter 16? What, what have you gotten out of it? I'm telling you, I, I looked at this stuff and I said, man, it is great. Romans chapter 16, verse number 3, Greek Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus who have for my life laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the churches that is in their house. Let us pray. Father, we just come before you, Lord. Thank you for all that you've done, all your mercy and grace and love. Help us tonight, Lord, just to, this brief moment to, to see something you would have us to see. And help us to apply it to our lives, Father. We just praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We're looking at the friends of Paul in Romans 16. There are some that you may well know. Some of them that you look at them, you know those names, you know them. But there are some that's not so well known. And uh, his friends in the ministry, the ones that he is thankful for. Romans chapter 16, we find Paul mentions 35 different names of individuals that he is thankful for and is, and is included in the book of God. The Roman believers, I believe when you read the, this chapter, the names are hard to pronounce. They're not easy. And yet you would think it would be pointless for us just to read these names, but it would not be pointless to you if your name was one that was listed in here as one of Paul's friends. One of those that encouraged Paul in his ministry, helped Paul and got Paul through a blessing or somehow or another. Uh, the Holy Ghost thought it enough of these of the service of these uh, uh, recorded in the book uh, uh, to forever be settled in heaven. To mention their names here, the friends of Paul. And we find in verse 21, and his name is the first one we talked about was uh, Timothy. Paul calls him Timothy, it was Tim Timotheus. But tonight we're looking at a different uh, uh, set of friends from Paul. Uh, here we are going to find a couple of Paul's uh, greatest friends. Whereas Timothy is, a, is Paul's protege, if you will. Uh, he's Paul's son in the faith, uh, Paul called him. He is one of those uh, Paul is training to continue the gospel of the ministry. To carry on after Paul is dead and gone. And leaves the scene. But here we find that this, uh, this duo is not Robin and Batman. There's somebody that's greater than that dynamic duo. Uh, you read about them. This is a husband and a wife team. Uh, known as Aquila and Priscilla. Tonight I want, to, uh, want you, the married couples, uh, to get a hold of this tonight. No matter how long you have uh, been, uh, been or how short of you have been married, let me say this. I don't believe there's anything so used of God, so hated by the devil, 
is that a husband and wife team have made their mind up that they're going to walk with God, serve God, teach God to their children. I don't believe there's anything so much used of God and hated by the devil. The devil don't want you to teach your children. The devil don't want a husband and wife to come together and bind together and say, we're going forward as one. I don't believe there's anything more powerful than a home unit. A mother, a father, and they have their minds made up to live uh, their homes for God and, and dictate the scriptures in their homes. It's going to commit themselves to serve the Lord and walk with God, love his wife. And the wife loves the Lord, walking with God, submit itself to husband. There's nothing more powerful than that home unit where the husband and wife have come together. Can I tell you one of the biggest hindrance to a young married couple? Now listen to me. You young people that ain't married yet, you listen to me. The biggest hindrance to the young married couples trying to live for God is that they marry wrong. Either the man is trying to serve God and walk with God and live for God, but the wife is halfway in or halfway out. Either the wife is uh, trying to serve God, loves God, living for God, and the husband is halfway in or halfway out. That's the biggest hindrance of the marriage today is that we marry wrong. But let me just say that, but if you got someone that's just like-minded, someone that's wanting to serve God, live for God, loves God, when you get to binding those two together, there's no greater force but them pull together. There's nothing so loved of God and hated by the devil as the married couple, husband and wife team, trying to do right. You say, give me proof of that. Well, Adam and Eve. I, I know Satan attacks the word of God, but the first people that he attacks was a husband and wife team, Adam and Eve. He was trying, they were trying to live for God. Serve God. Walk with God in the cool of the evening in the garden. Live for God. But Satan laid siege on them and made a mark. You mark this down. If you're going to be an Aquila and a Priscilla for God, Satan's going to attack your home. Satan's coming after you. Satan will try to drive a wedge between you and your husband or your wife and your husband. He wants to separate you and divide you. And Satan will use external distractions to get your mind off each other. Amen. Paul's ministry. In order for Paul's ministry to be successful as it was, he needed strong husband and wife teams in his life. I'm going to tell you this, for this ministry to be successful in this church here and for God to use this ministry like God wants to and it should be, I'm going to tell you what it's going to take. I thank God for these married couples here. These young people, I thank God for these young people and appreciate them, what they're doing. But you want to know something? It's not the backbone of the church. 
The backbone of the church is the husband and wife team that has made their mind up. They're serving God. They're going to walk for God. And they're going to give their life to God. That's the backbone of the church tonight. Married couples, don't, don't get me wrong, single people are important too. I'll get to y'all in another message, but tonight we're going to home in on the married couples and what they can present to the ministry and what God can use in their life if they just bind together and say, we are one serving God, going forward with God, walking with God, living with God. Amen. Amen. Let me see, I, I want all you men to understand this. I have read about Aquila. I, I've read all the stuff about him, everything I can find. Nowhere do I find in the Bible, in any reference, nowhere do I find that he's, a, he's ever preached a sermon. He's never been out on the streets preaching a sermon. He's never stood up in the church and preached a sermon. I don't find necessary that Aquila is called to be a preacher. Nothing like we consider what Paul and Timothy was called. But whether he was called to preach or he was called to live for God, be a witness and a testimony for God, he was called to be a helper. He was called to help Paul. His wife was called together with him. And some of the greatest blessings in the world of the ministry of the apostle for the Gentiles tonight was Priscilla and Aquila. So tonight we're looking at Priscilla and Aquila, the friends of Paul. Let me give you three things about this unit, uh, couple of this unit couple, and we'll go home tonight. First of all, we look in verse number four. They are a selfless couple. Paul calls them helpers in verse 3. In verse 4, watch how selfless they are. From whom my life laid down their own necks. Paul said these guys are so selfless that they put their own necks on the line. Uh, this couple that is more concerned with the truth than anything else. They, they're concerned with what God said. Listen to me, what I'm, I'm trying to say. It costs this couple something to follow this preacher that was following God. It cost them something to walk with the Apostle Paul. It cost them something to have a, a church in their home. It cost them something to live for Jesus. And they did it. I, I'm, I'm curious tonight, if you're a married couple in the unit tonight, what has it cost you? Are you willing to give up something tonight to further the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you willing to say, I'm walking with God. I'm not concerned about the world. I'm concerned about the truth. And I want to present the gospel to this world. Are you concerned about that? Most people will leave Bible preaching churches because they don't want to hear it. Because it starts to cost them something. When the preaching gets to you and God starts speaking to your heart and telling you you need to do this and you need to do that, they don't want to hear that. They get up and they leave. It starts costing them something. People leave. They don't want to be around them. They say, well, I love coming to church. I love hearing a preacher. They love that. But when it starts to cost them something in their life, 
They said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm out of here. Can't deal with that. Don't want that. They're not looking for that in their life. When it starts costing you with your family, with your friends, with your children, when it starts costing you with things in your life, a lot of times it happens this way. I am with you, Paul. I am with you all the way. I've got your back. I'll even put my neck on the line. But as soon as it starts costing me something, I'm out of here. But here's a couple that said, I'm more concerned in Jesus Christ and in the Word of God and the gospel that I am willing to lay down my life. Watch how selfless they are. Look at verse number 5. Paul said the things, some things in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. He says, likewise, greater the, these churches. Greet these churches. A called out assembly that is in their house. They are selfless. They have given up their dwelling so that other people can come and worship. I don't know about you, what you think about that. That is a selfless act tonight. Now, I know that some people that are willing to let church come to the house, but I believe in my heart that everyone will here would say, come to my house. I, I believe that everybody here would open their house, and we've had churches at other people's houses. We've had that. We brought the church there. But I, I believe there are some people who would say, I, I come to church, I do this and I do that, but the, my house is my domain, and I don't want anybody else to come and get involved with it. But here, this couple said, here, my house is open to you. I open my house to you. You come. And, they, and these people come to the house. Most private part of your life is your home. And this couple has opened it up and said, Here, let's have church in my house. They're a selfless couple. That's how you start out as a married unit, selfless, to see the uh, gospel to be presented to this world. They're so selfless that when they showed up, they're helping somebody else. Look at Acts chapter 18. Look at Acts chapter 18. They're a selfless couple. Acts chapter 18, verse 1. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontius, lately came upon Italy, with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. And because he was one of the same craft, he abode with them and wroth by their occupation. They were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. You, you see what they do here? They come and... St- it said, Paul, come and stay with us. They're so selfless that they're giving up part of the income, uh, the part of their livelihood, by letting him work with them. They're, they're receiving in the house. He, he comes in, he's eating their food, he's sleeping in their bed, he's taking up part of their home. This is a selfless couple. 
And I want every couple in here to understand this. If you're going to be a couple used by God, you can't be a selfish couple tonight. Amen. We've got this mentality in our lives that, yes, I'm, I, I'm going to go to church. Uh, I, I'm going to sit on the pews. But the fact is, it's my four and no more. We've got that mentality in our lives today. I, I, I'm taking time to be, a, uh, to be a blessing to someone else. I'm not taking the time uh, to give some help to someone else. I ain't going to take time to try to be a help to a young Christian. I'm not taking the time to be a minister or a, a mentor to somebody that needs help. I'm not going to do that. I want to live with me and my family only. I'm telling you, there are some real selfish Christians in this world today. And we wonder why people don't want what we got. Because we don't share the right thing we have tonight. This Christian walk is not meant to be a selfless walk. It's meant for you and your wife, you and your husband, your family, to try to reach to be a blessing to someone else in this world. To live lives for others. I'm not here invested in, 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 a, in a group of people. I found out that I don't belong to my wife anymore when I... Went into the ministry. I, I believe that I no longer belong to her. I belong to those that I preach to. I had to give up something. And you're going to have to give up something to be a selfless couple. You have to give up time with each other. You're trying to be a blessing to someone else. You're trying to lead someone else. And I truly believe in mentors. I believe we need to have mentors in the church to teach those young ones that's going away. And we need somebody to grab a hold and say, hey, this is what you need to do. Teaching them, showing them that this is how a married unit is supposed to look like. The children we got coming on the bus, they see a different lifestyle at home than what they see at the church. And don't you don't think that they weigh that out as they go home and they're living in that all week long. Well, the couples at church don't act like it. The couples at church don't talk like that. You're planting that seed. This is what a couple bind together in Jesus Christ is supposed to look like. They are selfless couple. There's one thing that I could say tonight to the young people here. Young people, invest into others. Invest into others. It, it ain't just about you. It's about others tonight. Young people need to come to the altar tonight and ask the Lord to help them not to be a selfish Christian. But help to look for someone in my pathway that I could be a help to and a mentor to. To be a blessing to. Jesus said, for even the Son of Man come not to be ministered to, but to be ministered and give life to a ransom for many. Have you given anything tonight? Other than yourself. A selfless couple. Not only were they a selfless couple, they're a spiritual couple. Look at verse number 24. Verse number 24. 
Paul is with them in Ephesus, and Paul has to sail off, and he goes to some other meeting trying to be a blessing to some other church. But he leaves Aquila and Priscilla in Ephesus. And watch what they find in Ephesus. Here's what they're trying to help someone else. In verse 24, and a certain Jew named Apollos, born of Alexandria, an eloquent man, and a mighty in the scriptures came to Ephesus. A certain man named, let me say this, Apollos is, one, is, is a mighty, mighty preacher. He, he's one of the mightiest preachers of the early church. In fact, the church at Corinth got arguing about who they got saved under. They got to say, well, I, I got saved under Apollos. I got saved under uh, 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 Paul. I got saved under uh, Jesus. I, I was there when I said that. They got to arguing about it. This, this is how good this boy preached. Verse 25, this man was instructed in the ways of the Lord and being a fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. Apollos only knew the baptism of John. You know, baptism of John was baptism for the remission of sin. John is not preaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But that's all Apollos knows, and, and, and that, what he knows, he's, he's on fire preaching it. But verse 26, And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them. They, now look, they're taking somebody else. They take, they're reaching out, they're helping somebody else. They, they have heard Paul. Aquila and Priscilla had been around Paul. They, they understand the death, burial, and resurrection. They understand what's going on. But here, a, a great preacher, Apollos, is preaching about the, uh, the baptism for the remission of sins, and they, they take them in. They take them under their wings. They're these kind of people that take in these stray puppies all the time. They took in Paul. They took in Apollos. Everywhere they go, they're looking for somebody to help. Somebody to take in. They took him in unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. I want you to listen to this. Talking about a selfless couple and a spiritual couple. They took unto them Together, they expounded unto him. This is a couple that knows the book. That knows the book. And you can go, go on that. He gets more perfect understanding of the gospel of God. They, they take what he knows and they say, well, this is what Paul, they, they're teaching him more of Paul saying the death, burial, and resurrection. Understand that Jesus Christ died and rose again. Faith in that what he has saved a man who taught Apollos. A husband and wife team showed him the gospel. They're not even called to preach. You say, well, I ain't been called to preach. I don't have to know the Bible. Yeah, we do. They were tent makers. 
If you're saved, you're support, supposed to be full-time ministers. Now, you don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a Sunday school, Sunday school teacher. You don't have to be evangelist, but you need to know the book. They invested their lives in people and in the Word of God. We're all supposed to know the book. Just because you're a woman, don't get out of it. You're supposed to know the book. Well, that, that's my husband, his job. We're going to be accountable for what we know of the book. We are a people of the book. And without the book, we're nothing. We are people that love, live, and learn the book. And this is a couple that knows something about the book. This church will never rise, listen, this church will never rise about the, never rise above the spirituality of the couples in this church. You'll never rise above it. I don't care how awesome singers we have. I don't care how fiery preaching we got going on. But the, this church spiritually will never rise about the couples that we have in. It's the couples. And there's a constant division, fussing and fighting, backstabbing. And the couples in the church, mark it down, this church will never be what God intended it to be or wants it to be for Jesus. We need to make our minds up as couples that we're going to live for God 100% like Aquila and Priscilla, sold out. We need spiritual couples tonight, amen? I thank God for our couples here. I think they're spiritual they're uplifting, they're encouraging, they're, they're willing to give, they're willing to uh, take in, they're willing to just help anybody they can. But are you willing, are you spiritual enough that you can take the Bible and expound on it in a way that God is more perfectly understood in somebody's life? Do you know enough about the book because there are still some of those people that just believe in baptism for the remission of sin out there. Do you know enough about the book that you can take the book, sit down, and says, let me show you what the book says. Do you know enough about the book? We say they are a strong couple. I found this out. This couple is mentioned six times in your Bible. Three times in the books of Acts. Once in Corinthians. Once in Romans, and once in 2 Timothy. They're mentioned six times, and they're always mentioned together. You never have one without the other. And I found that, and this really blessed my heart. Six times they were mentioned. Three times it was mentioned Priscilla and Aquila, Priscilla and Aquila, Priscilla and Aquila. Three times it was mentioned Aquila and Priscilla, Aquila and Priscilla, Aquila and Priscilla. That tells me they're not arguing and fighting on who's got the top spot. <laughs> they're not fighting, well, you got more time than I did. They mentioned your name first more than that. No, they're not arguing about it because they're saying, hey, we're in this together. We are a couple. You never see one without the other. Never name is never mentioned without the other one. And it doesn't matter what order they were put in. They were happy about it because, hey, they are a strong couple together. Amen. 
In Acts 18, to the last time it was recorded in 2 Timothy, 15 years had passed. And you still see this couple mentioned together, serving God together, walking together, doing what God has called them to do. They're a strong couple. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. This is the last time you see this couple's names mentioned. And in fact, in this verse 19 of chapter 4, this is the only time her Priscilla's name is spelt this way. Prissa. It's the only time. Salute Prissa and Aquila. And the household of Nephorus. This is the last time, that last thing Paul write, ever writes. And this couple that he's given thanks for in his dying breath, he's saluting some people. He, he said they are worthy of salute, like the military. If you read Paul's writings in Timothy, it's, it's that military uh, undertone, that, that military thing. He, and he says, I want to salute them because they have been in my life and been a blessing in my life. Just like a general saluting a soldier, he says, I want to un you understand that you've always been there for me. And he's saluting Aquila and Priscilla. They're, they're still together. They're still working. They're still walking with God. We can follow this pattern tonight. I, I can't be a Paul... Neither can you. The word has been settled. I cannot write another book for the Bible. I can't write it. I, I can't be apostle and told you apostle. Paul said that he was the last. I, I cannot be that. But I believe every one of us in here tonight, especially the kept married couples, we can be a, a Priscilla and Aquila. We can be strong together. We can stand and be something that God has called us to be. And this is, look, they're, they're not, they don't do great things in the Bible. You don't read them doing great things, but you read the, that they're always there for Paul. They're always being ministering to people. They're always reaching out to people. They're always t uh, being a blessing to people. That, that's what they were called to do. We, we're not Paul's, but we're called to be a blessing to someone else. We're called to help those. We're called to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. We're called to do that. And we can do that as a couple bound together tightly serving God. And as soon as we realize our life is not our life, but it belongs to Jesus Christ, we'll be a lot better off. Make your mind up that you're going to be Aquila and Priscilla. And can I say this? When you do make your mind up to be a Priscilla and Aquila, you got to be a selfless couple. You got to be a spiritual couple, and you're going to have to be a strong couple. I think can salute couples that we have. I appreciate you, because I think we got some strong couples. Amen. I, I do. I really do believe that. Now, young people, the young people, I don't. I'm, I'm going to leave you out. Single people, I'm not going to leave you out either because, hey, your turn's coming. If you, 
If you want to read chapter 16 of Romans and, and figure out which one you want to be, then we'll preach on you on that way. Amen. But God has been too good to us. And, and I believe that we're, we're starting to see the growth in the church like, I, you know, I... I, you know, I love seeing you people. We've gotten people to come to church and just, I mean, just boom, they're coming to church, coming to church, great thing. But like I said, I'm not satisfied with what we got. We need some more strong couples to take hold and lead. Amen.